Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. When you know where you're going, life and people seem to just get out of the way. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach too. Hey you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game, dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work. The confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all under the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is you need absolutes, not maybes. And I'll get into explaining what that means shortly, of course, as I always do. But before we get into that, let me tell you when I have a daily motivation text message, guaranteed. This message is guaranteed. Yes, you heard me, guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point every day when I send it out, even if I send it once a week, even if I send it once a month. It'd be guaranteed to do what I just said it would do, but how about we do it every day? You want to get that message, all you have to do is text me to let me know you want to be in my text community. Here's my number, 305-384-6894. Send a text to that number right now, and every time I send out that motivation text, you will be receiving it simply because you are in my texting community. That's all you got to do. Just text me. You'll be in the community. You'll get that text every time I send it out. The number's down below in the description as well. Now let's get into the topic. You need absolutes, not maybes. I sent out one of my daily motivation texts, speaking of such, in probably late September 2022. And I want to build on this point because this topic here today about having absolutes instead of maybes in your life is one of the main differences between success and failure in life for anyone who's listening to my voice right now. And all people can meet with success and failure. And all of us will meet with success and failure at different points in our lives, depending on how well and how much we apply what you learn in today's masterclass. Because I believe, and the reason why this episode even exists, is that if you can apply what I'm going to share here today more often, then you are more likely to meet with success more often than you are likely to meet with failure. It doesn't guarantee that you will never fail. But when you do meet with failure, you'll be able to get past it and get back to success quicker and more easily and more efficiently. And if you don't apply what I'm going to say here today, if you don't apply it, then you're more likely to meet with failure more often and to stay there longer when it does happen. 
nobody is stuck in one situation or the other forever, either success or failure. But this can lead to you getting more of one and less of the other. If that sounds like I'm speaking your language, then turn your volume up, grab something to take notes with, and let's get into it. Point number one. Today's topic, once again, is you need absolutes, not maybes. I want to start off by revisiting a quote from Daniel Kennedy, who is a marketing legend. He's a guy who's been around since the 70s. So he's like one of those marketing guys who was talking about marketing stuff that has nothing to do with the internet because he was doing it before all marketing was happening on the internet. And I have read this quote that I'm about to read to you. I have read this quote before on this show. And let me tell you, I will probably read this quote again in the future. So any of you has ever said to me, Dre, you have repeated yourself or you talked about a topic more than once on this show. And I say, damn right, I've repeated myself and damn right, I've repeated a topic and talk about a topic more than once. Every topic that I talk about on the show, I will talk about more than once. Why? Because you can't hear something just one time and that's all the times you need it. I mean, let's think about it. You went to kindergarten, right? How many times did you say the ABCs? Once? No, you said it a thousand times. This is why we all know the ABCs. And we all can read and write and spell and do all those things because we did it over and over and over again. Any of you know how to ride a bike? Or did you just hop on it and it was perfect the first time? Of course not. Anything that you're good at, you learned it by repetition over and over again. So I do repeat principles. I do talk about things over and over again. I use certain terms, certain phrases over and over again on purpose. That is intentional because that's the only way that it burns into people's brains. We need the repetition so that we can remember things. So just in case any of you was wondering, Dre, sometimes you repeat stuff. Yes, that's on purpose. All right. So Dan Kennedy's quote. Now, usually I would maybe take something like this. I would maybe share with you, paraphrase a little bit. But this quote is actually so well said that it would be better for me to quote him than to even try to paraphrase because he said it perfectly. So let me read this quote right now. I am quoting now Dan Kennedy. I find few people have extreme clarity. I find few people enforce rigid rules. People shrug it off, excuse it, hope it will improve. Give it one more chance 50 times. Settle. Compromise. They draw a line in the sand, then back up and draw another and another. I do find that exceptionally successful, powerful, and rich people behave differently. They live by absolutes. If you do not find something harmful to your business's maximum success or accomplishment of your goals utterly, absolutely unacceptable, you won't muster enough force of will to get it fixed. When it is difficult, and other people and circumstances conspire to slow you down or dissuade you, you'll be slowed and dissuaded. You have to be enraged, not just annoyed, terrified, not just worried, demanding, not just wishful, period, close quote. The point is, from everything Dan Kennedy said there, and again, it's so perfectly put that I don't even need to paraphrase this or even sum it up that much. Successful people think in absolutes. Successful people say, this is what needs to happen. Anything that gets in the way of this happening is absolutely unacceptable and I will not tolerate it and I'm going to do something about it. And not only am I going to do something about it, I need to do something about it. Not only do I need to do something about it, I need to do something right now. And then they go do it. That's how successful people think. That's the framework for how successful people think. This is what needs to happen. This is what's going to happen. I'm the one who's going to do it and I'm going to do it now. And nothing's going to get in my way and it's unacceptable for me to not get it done. I talked about this in any episodes where I talk about mental toughness. Even those of you who follow me on Instagram, you may see the Instagram reels that I do when I'm standing in front of my whiteboard. I talked about this in the one I did on mental toughness is that one of the first tenets of being more mentally tough is being mentally tough is not about what anybody else does to you. It's not about what life does to you. It's about what you do to and with yourself. And one of the tenets of mental toughness is you got to be tough on yourself. You got to give yourself absolutes instead of giving yourself suggestions and maybes. So if you tell yourself that you 
should or might or could do something, that means you're giving yourself an option. Like I could go to the gym tomorrow morning. I could launch my podcast next week. I should you know, do something about this financial situation that I'm in. Those are all shoulds, maybes, wants, suggestions, which means you might do it and you might not. I mean, you might even have a great idea, but if you leave it as a suggestion, then it'll probably never happen. Why? Because as they say, life gets in the way. You got other priorities for whatever reason. But when you give yourself absolutes and say this absolutely is happening, I'm absolutely doing this. Now, what do you do? First of all, you're cutting off every other option, which means you have clarity on exactly what needs to get done. Secondly, you're not giving yourself an out clause, which means you probably will get that thing done or at least you'll come close because you're not giving yourself anything else to do. And third, life and other people will get the hell out of your way simply because they will feel the energy of a person who knows where they're going. When you know where you're going, life and people seem to just get out of the way and they will get behind you or they'll just move to the side so you can get by. It's usually how it happens. If you have been in that state of mind when something absolutely needed to get done, you probably weren't thinking about it in that moment. But if you thought back to that situation, you noticed that it seemed like the seas just parted for you, for you to get to where you were going because nobody wanted to get in your way without even knowing where you were going, simply because they could feel your energy that you were determined and focused on your outcome. When you're determined and focused on your outcome, there seems to be much fewer obstacles in place than when you are unsure and you're kind of like halfway about your outcome. When you're unsure and halfway about what you want to do, you would notice something that you're going to notice obstacles everywhere. There's always something in the way, something in the path that's blocking you from doing what you want to do when you're unsure of what you want to do. And when you're completely sure of what you want to do, everything seems to move out of the way. There seem to be no obstacles in the way. There seems to be nothing holding you up, nothing slowing you down. This is not an optical illusion, folks. The reason why that exists is because obstacles only exist when your brain allows them to exist because you are paying attention to them because you're not focused on anything. When you're not focused, distraction is easy. When you're not focused, it's easy to get distracted because there's nothing to focus on. When you are completely focused, there are no distractions. See, focus is not the absence of distractions, everybody. See, a distraction is relative. See, right now I'm recording this show and I'm focused on what I'm saying and I'm focused on looking at, for those of you watching on video, I'm focused on looking at the camera and just focused on saying what I'm saying to you all through this microphone. I could be distracted by, to my left, there's a whiteboard and there's words on the board. To my left, there's also a water bottle. There's some tortilla chips that I was eating. I got two phones here in front of me. I can think about, you no, know, is it raining outside or not? I can't see if it's raining or not right now. Where am I going to go this evening when I take my walk? Or am I going to go to Whole Foods and get some produce, which I probably need to do? See, all of those things could distract me from giving my message to you through this microphone. And they don't cease existing just because I'm focused on you. It's just that I'm not paying attention to them. So therefore, I'm focused. Therefore, the distractions, possible distractions don't matter. See, distractions only matter when you notice them. See, anything could be a distraction if you pay attention to it. But if I don't pay attention to something, then it's not a distraction. Right now, my Gmail inbox probably has about 20 unread messages that I plan to address because I like to be at inbox zero. That could be a distraction right now because I could allow my mind to be preoccupied with what's in that inbox that I need to address. But instead, I'm focused on talking to you. So the distraction doesn't exist. See, distractions only exist when you pay attention to them. You ignore them and get focused, then there are no distractions. So distractions don't go away. You just don't notice them. So when it comes to building mental toughness, this is why absolutes matter. This is why this very subject today, that you need absolutes, not maybes and suggestions. This is why this episode exists. When you get clear and absolute on things, meaning you are fully focused on an outcome, then you're not paying attention to everything else that may be getting in the way or could possibly get in the way. Point number two, today's topic again is you need absolutes, not suggestions. Number two, while everyone listening to me, 
can appreciate the value of what I shared in point number one. You all can appreciate the value of it. You can understand the message. Doesn't mean you won't do anything about it. Let's be honest. There's a reason why many people cannot and will not and do not do anything with what I shared in point number one. Even though everybody, 100% of you understands and appreciates it, many of you will not do anything with it. And let me explain to you why that is. The reason many people won't do anything with it or any information that people agree with yet still don't do anything with it. Here's the reason why. Because many people don't want to deal with the responsibility that comes with giving yourself an absolute and no out clause for your decision. The reason why many people only half attain in life, they don't get the success that they could have in life, is because you give yourself an out clause. You give yourself an escape clause to not do what you told yourself you were going to do. You give yourself a possible excuse. That's the reason why many people come up short in life, because you give yourself possible excuses. Okay, so if somebody says something like, I'm going to try to do this thing, what are they telling you? They're telling you that they're going to make an attempt, but they're also giving themselves an out clause, which is in the word try. As it, I believe it was Yoda who was quoted as saying, you either do or you don't do. There is no try. Either you're doing something or you're not. Are you committed or are you not? Many people don't like to make commitments to things for a few reasons. One of them I just gave you. They don't want the responsibility that comes with making a commitment because now you absolutely have to do the thing you committed to. Even when you're just talking to yourself, forget about the public knowing about it. And then when it comes to the public, many people don't like to make commitments because then someone in the public who knows about your commitment may hold you accountable for that commitment that you made and said, hey, why didn't you do that thing you said you were going to do? And a lot of people don't want that on their shoulders, which some people take that as pressure. So instead, you commit to nothing and say that you'll try or you'll go after something or you might do it or you should or you could. Then if you don't do it, then you always have an excuse. This is the reason why many people only attain about half of what their potential says they could attain or less. Many people are not decisive because making a decision means you cut off all your other options and you give yourself nothing but one option. And doing that means you're committing yourself to getting something done. And with that commitment comes responsibility. It also comes power. But many people don't want the responsibility that comes with power as a package deal. And let me give you a secret, everybody. This right here is the key to high achievement is giving yourself no out clauses, no possible escape routes to achieving an outcome, just telling yourself, all right, this is what I'm going to do. And there is no other option. So whatever it takes for me to get this done, that's what I'm going to do. And then you go get it. You find a way to get it done. I'm not saying this as some kind of hype up motivational rah-rah message. And some people use it in that way. And that's fine. If that's the way they want to use it. I'm not telling you that in this way. I'm telling you it. Just think about this logically. When you give yourself no other options but to achieve a specific outcome and you are focused on that outcome, using the power of the most powerful tool known to man, which is the human brain, usually you will achieve that outcome if you are serious about your commitment. Because what you'll do is you'll exhaust all your options. And again, the human brain is more powerful than you think it is. If you would just engage it and give it a clear outcome, it will achieve things for you. But you must engage the brain and make it do what you want it to do. If you give your brain 20 different things to do, then it's only going to give, what's well, 100% divided by 20, all right, 5% to each one. And if you only give a 5% effort to 20 different things, no wonder you're not achieving your peak outcome in any of them. But if you prioritize and say, okay, this is what I'm focused on now. This one thing, you get that thing done, then you can move on to the next one, then move on to the next one. Usually you get things done more efficiently. And the high performing people, whatever they perform high at, they usually are focused on it. So they're not dividing their energy up between multiple things. I'll give you an example. Let me give you a personal example. So you listen to the show. You know my background's in basketball. And I played basketball for 20 years professionally for almost half of that time. After basketball, I stopped playing ball in 2015. I still work out every day. I like to run outside. And I got into, like, I would do road races. Like, I'd run a couple marathons. I'd run some half marathons. 
I've settled in on like the 10K distance. I like the 10K, which is 6.25 miles. That's a good distance. That's a good combination of speed and endurance, kind of a good mix. And I can run a 10K in about somewhere between 40 and 45 minutes. So that's a good, nice little workout that's long enough, but not too long. And it doesn't drag on the rest of my day. So I got a 10K. I'm recording this episode in late September 2022. It's probably going to come out sometime in October. And I have a couple 10K races coming up this fall. So I have one on November. It's either the 11th or the 12th, whichever day is a Saturday. That's going to be in uh, Key Biscayne. And then I'm running another one in Coral Gables on Thanksgiving Day, whatever day that is, that Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, the 10K races. Now, I took most of the month of August off just to give my legs a rest because I usually give my legs a nice little month long rest every summer. Just because a lot of running starts to beat up your legs. And I came back to running in late August, then ran through most of the month of September. But then in late September, what happened is my right calf, and actually it was just hurting a little bit more today. I tried to run today, but I couldn't really run the way that I wanted to, that my right calf was feeling a little bit sore. And the reason why I was feeling sore is not because of the running, it's because I also, some of you may notice, if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen this, that I do boxing training as well. Now, I'm not about to get in any boxing matches, but I do like the training of boxing and learning the sport and stuff like that. And I have a boxing trainer and all that stuff. I go to the boxing gym three times a week. Now, any of you know anything about boxing, even if you don't, if you ever seen a boxer training, you know that boxers do a lot of jump rope. And jump rope is very taxing on the calf muscles. Is what it, that's what it does. It works on the calf muscles, basically working on your foot speed and your foot quickness. Now, I'm telling you all that to explain to you this. I have discovered a limitation of mine. Here's the limitation. I cannot train for a 10K race to get to the speed that I want to get to and train and do the kind of jump roping that I would need to do to really train for boxing the way that I want to. I can't do both of those at the same time because it will require me basically putting a lot of tax on my calf muscles six days a week. That's three days of boxing and three days of running. It just doesn't work. When I try to do both at the same time, I usually end up with some kind of lower leg pain. It's not an injury, but it's a pain. That stops me from either jumping rope the way that I want to or running the way that I want to. So right now, as of late September 2022, I can't run and train the way I need to to get ready for this 10K. And I can't jump rope the way I need to in the gym when I'm doing boxing because I'm trying to do too much. So guess who's going to win? Uh, what's going to win is running because I'd rather I'm closer to being in first place in a 10K race, which I've done several times already. The last 10K I ran was in Coconut Grove. And no, it's Coral Gables. Was it Coral? No, Coral Gables. I ran a 10K. Coral Gables is a pretty big town. So I ran a 10K in April and I came in first. And the last one I ran before that, I think I came in first place in my age group. The last two 10Ks I did, no, it was last April I ran first. Then I came in third in the 10K and Key Biscayne last fall. And then I came in first in the last 10K that I ran, which was this April. So my last three races, I came in first, third, and first in my age group. So I am much more closer to being the best in 10K running than I am being the best in boxing. So if push comes to shove, I'd rather win a 10K than be no Floyd Mayweather or Mike Tyson. So what's going to happen is I'm still going to do my boxing training, but I'm not going to jump rope as much because I got to give my calf muscles a rest so I can be ready to run these 10Ks. Because if I want to pick one, I'm going to pick the one that I got a better chance at being the best at, which is running. But I'm much closer to being dominant as a runner than I am being dominant as a boxer. And I'm telling you all of that to explain to you this. Sometimes in life, you have to make a choice. You have to make a decision. What does decision mean? It means you cut off the other options. I'm cutting off the option of becoming a Floyd Mayweather or Roy Jones Jr. I never was planning on being either one of them, but I will win these 10K races because I already have done that before and I can keep doing it. And now I'm actually, this is my first, no, it's my second race, my second race in the 40 to 44 age bracket. I turned 40 this past February. So I can dominate these geezers and that age bracket, which I'm going to do in these next two races that I'm going to run. 
but I can't be in the boxing gym jumping rope like I'm you know, some training for some boxing match and still be ready to run the way that I need to because my calf muscles are telling me, Dre, you're doing too much. All right, everybody get what I'm saying here? So you got to commit to something and committing means cutting off everything else that you're not committing to. And when you try to do too much, you try to give half of your attention to one thing, half of your attention to the other thing. You're not giving your full attention to either one. So no wonder you're not getting the full outcome of either one. Everybody got me? So cutting off the other options means you're committing yourself to getting something done. But many people don't want that responsibility. They don't want that ownership. Like even in the situation I just gave you, some people wouldn't want to make the commitment that I'm making and say it even to themselves, going to say it to their audience of thousands of people, because now you're committing yourself to doing your thing in the 10K. So now you're probably going to want to know, Dre, hey, what happened in that 10K that you said you want to get yourself ready for? Well, I'll, I'll let you know what happens. My aim is always to come in the top three in my age bracket. I always leave a little bit of leeway that there may be some professional runner who runs like seven days a week and they don't have any muscles and they're really light on their feet and they go and run. They might be able to beat me. There's always one or two of those in every race. And usually in many age brackets, might be one or two of those guys. But if I come in the top three in my age group, I'm satisfied with that. But first is even better. So that's the kind of the cushion that I'll leave myself. Now, my background, again, I was a professional in basketball, not a professional in running. But the running is a pretty simple sport. So if I can come in top three, I'm happy with that. So that's my aim. And y'all can hold me accountable for that. You can ask me what happened. Those races are not until November. So wait till no, it's like the third week of November. I'll know about the first race and then after Thanksgiving. I know about the next race and I will let you all know exactly what happened or just follow me on Instagram because I'll post it. And I'll let you know exactly what happened. I'll show you the results and everything. So anyway, there's a problem with people abdicating from responsibility. That responsibility that comes with cutting themselves off from other options is that when you abdicate from responsibility, you make yourself unqualified for power. And since everybody wants power on some level, even just power over your own life, running away from responsibility is a problematic habit. So my question is, you're going to deal with pain one way or another. You deal with the pain of having responsibility on your shoulders, responsibility for getting things done, or you deal with the pain of being completely powerless in your life. Or you choose which one you want. Point number three, we are talking today about why you need absolutes in your life, not maybes and not suggestions. Here's the good news about living by absolutes. When you give yourself absolutes, and you give yourself no out clauses or escape clauses for the things that you said you're going to do. And what happens is you develop this uncanny ability to get things done. When you don't have any other options, usually you get the thing done that you're focused on. Why? Because your focus is 100% on that thing. And I told you that in episode 1193, the focus is a force multiplier. The reason why many people never achieve great things is not because they are exceptions who don't have the ability to achieve great things. It's because they never engage their focus. And to engage your focus, everybody, you need to make decisions. You need to cut off other options so that you can put all of your abilities into one thing at a time. What I tell you about overwhelm, the only reason anybody ever feels overwhelmed, anybody listening to this right now feel overwhelmed? You feel overwhelmed in your life? Is anyone listening to me right now who feels overwhelmed in your life? Let me tell you how to fix that. First of all, listen to episode 1366, and then I'll tell you. Only reason you feel overwhelmed is because you are trying to do too much. And let me give you a definition of this phrase, too much. Too much means you're trying to do more than one thing at a time. The human brain is incapable of focusing on more than one thing at a time. So when you're trying to do two or more things at once, you are on your way to feeling overwhelmed because you're trying to do something that you are humanly incapable of doing. Like I just explained to you, I'm trying to jump rope and train like a boxer while at the same time run and train like somebody who's going to win in 10K. You can't do both at the same time. I got to pick one. And I just told you which one I picked. 
can't do both at the same time. So when I go to the boxing gym, my trainer's like, yo, did you do three rounds of jump rope? I'm going to tell him, no, I didn't do three rounds of jump rope. And I'm not going to until after I win these 10Ks because the 10K is more important to me than this boxing. And that's exactly how it's going to go because I made a decision. You got to decide what to cut off. What are you going to focus on? Many people never put themselves in a position where they get themselves no other options other than to achieve something. So then they live by maybes and possibilities and suggestions of achieving things. But when you suggest to yourself that you could achieve something, usually you don't do it because it's just a suggestion. The human brain does not respond to weak orders, ladies and gentlemen. A suggestion, a maybe, a should, a could, a would, those are weak orders. Nobody responds to those. If somebody suggests that you take out the trash, do you do it? Not unless it's like a tongue-in-cheek suggestion, like if your mom says, hey, you want to take out the trash? No, that's not, she's not really suggesting. She's not really asking you, is she? She's kind of telling you, but she's just trying to sound nice about it. That's not the kind of suggestion I mean. I mean, when you suggest to yourself, hey, you know what? I could go to the gym more often. Are, are you actually going to go to the gym more often? No, not if that's the way you say it to yourself. The human brain responds to absolutes. It takes things literally. And as human beings, we all respond to direct we respond to absolute. We respond to someone just getting to the point and telling us what we need to hear. Even if you don't like it in a moment, you will enjoy it in the long run. You'll enjoy the results of it in the long run. Let's say that. See, the problem with living by these wishy-washy principles of suggesting to yourself what something could be or maybes or possibilities or shoulds or coulds. See, the problem with that is that you always have the option to not do it. You always have the option to do less or to do nothing. This is why many people, many of whom you know personally, do less than they could do, or do nothing at all relative to their potential. The main challenge with showing yourself that you can be successful is that now there's an expectation of you to continue to be successful. This is another reason why many people don't get focused, is that when you get focused, you actually will create success. Now, why would somebody not want to create success, Dre? Well, that doesn't make any sense. Let me tell you why it does make sense. Because when you show yourself that you can be successful through focus, now you have created the expectation that you create success again and again and again. Many people don't want that expectation on their shoulders. They don't want expectations of success because that comes with, here's that word again, responsibility. And because many people don't want responsibility of succeeding, they would rather be average. And this is why the pyramid is the pyramid. Everybody knows what a pyramid looks like, right? All right, where's most of the mass in the pyramid? It's at the bottom. This is why most people live at the bottom of the pyramid. Not because they can't live at the top of the pyramid, because they don't want the responsibility that comes with living at the top of the pyramid. There's responsibility that comes with that. Remember years back when they had the Occupy Wall Street thing and people who claimed they didn't have enough money took the day off from work so they could go sit in the park and protest? Now, it sounds stupid, right, when I put it, when I say it like that, but that's exactly what they did, right? They were complaining they didn't have enough money. So instead of going to work to make money, they went to the park and protested. All right, but anyway, that's what they did. <laughs> and they were complaining about the 1%, the quote unquote 1%. These are the people who have all the money. But here's the thing. The people who they were protesting about didn't hear the protest because they were at work making money. <laughs> while the 99% were in the park complaining that they didn't have any money. Did I get that wrong? I don't live in New York, but I saw this on TV. It was happening in New York, but this might happen in other cities too. But if I got that factually incorrect, somebody can check me on my facts. But that's how I remember that situation. And the reason I'm bringing that up is to say this. See, when you're in that 1%, and let's just say the people who live at the top of the pyramid, the people who actually achieve outcomes because they give themselves absolutes to achieve outcomes, there's a responsibility that comes with it that often comes in the form of the people at the bottom of the pyramid, the alleged 99% complaining about the fact that you have more success than them when it's plainly clear why you have more success than they have because you give yourself absolutes to get things done, whereas they give themselves excuses. My question is, which group do you want to be a part of? I'm not asking if you agree with the groups. The groups exist, whether you agree with them or not. Question is, which one do you want to be a part of? 
Pareto's principle, 80-20 rules, 80% of the results are produced by 20% of the people. Which group do you want to be in? 20% of the results are produced by 80% of the people. Which group do you want to be in? The 80 or the 20? You're already in one of these groups, by the way, in case you didn't know. You should figure out which one you're in and then ask yourself, which one do you want to stay in? Because you can move, you can switch groups. All right, if you're in the 1%, you feel guilty, you can join the 99%. Give me your money. I'll take it. And you join 99%. So now you can be like them and you can protest in the park about why you ain't got money while everybody else is at work. Many people simply don't want the expectations and responsibilities on their shoulders that come with producing results because now you got to do it again. It is easier to be average and to produce nothing than it is to be exceptional and produce something because now the people who are producing nothing are looking at you like, hey, produce something again. We need it because they ain't going to produce it. So if you stop producing and everything falls apart, I believe that is the theme of the book Atlas Shrugged, which I'm in the process of reading right now. Ayn Rand's book. If you haven't read the book, the book is very, very thick novel. I don't even read novels, but this is one of the first novels that I read as an adult. It's Atlas Shrugged. I'm very early in the book. I'm reading it audio style. So we're technically listening to the book, but the audio book's like 31 hours long, but I'm reading it because some entrepreneurs who I respect told me this is a great novel about the value of the producers, the people who actually make things happen in life, the 1%, people like you and me. So that's why I'm reading the book. But anyway, any of you who's read it, reach out to me. Let me know what you thought of it. And this is exactly why everything I just explained here, people don't want the expectations and responsibility that comes with producing outcomes. This is why many people tragically underachieve all of their lives, not because they are incapable or they don't have opportunity or because they're traditionally marginalized or any of that bullshit that you've been hearing on TV or on social media. It's simply because they don't want the responsibility that comes with producing. And some of you who are listening to this, I'm talking about you. And again, well, you could be in one of how many groups we got. Let me just lay them out. So one group is people who know that I'm talking about them. They say, you know what, Dre, you're right. And you're willing to change your perspective on this. That group is few and far between people, but there are some of you listening to this now. Then there's another group who says, well, fuck Dre. I don't like what he's saying. I feel accused. I feel I'm being personally attacked by what he's saying here on this show. I don't want to listen to this anymore. And you're going to leave me a negative review on the podcasting app. All right, don't come back. All right, there's a group of people who fit that description. They didn't make it through this whole episode, but they thought that like three minutes in. And then there's a group of people who already understand everything I'm saying here. And they're listening to this for entertainment purposes because you are glad that there is somebody out here who actually has the balls to say this shit out loud. And you're like, all right, I like this guy. I'm going to listen to the next episode. I see you. All right. So those are the three groups of people listening to me right now. And those people who end up in this tragic place and at the bottom of the pyramid, the 99% complaining about the people who have outcomes because they're actually working and giving themselves absolutes. Then what they do is they end up where I talked about in episode 468. If you didn't listen to that episode, I'll put a link to it down below in the show notes. And episode 468 is talking about the most valuable real estate on the planet. Then you know what that is? The most valuable real estate on the planet. Does anybody know what the most valuable real estate is? It's one place. No, it's not in Silicon Valley. It's not some condo or some 13-bedroom mansion in Miami Beach. No, the most valuable real estate on earth is the graveyard. The graveyard where people get buried is the most valuable real estate on earth because so many human beings die while still having all this talent and all this value that inside of them that they could have shared with the world. They could have, they should have, they would have, maybe they might. And notice those words, suggestions. They suggested to themselves, they put it out there. They never gave themselves a directive to put it out there. Therefore, they never got around to it and they died with all that value still in them. So there's so much value in the graveyard right now because so many people never got their value outside of themselves. So they die with it still in them. That's a tragedy. Let's recap today's class, which is why you need absolutes, not suggestions. Point number one, 
Revisiting a quote by Dan Kennedy. I like this quote so much. I'm going to read it one more time. Quote, I find few people have extreme clarity. I find few people enforce rigid rules. People shrug it off, excuse it, hope it will improve, give it one more chance 50 times, settle, compromise, draw a line in the sand and back up, draw another and another. I do find that exceptionally successful, powerful and rich people behave differently. They live by absolutes. If you do not find something harmful to your business's maximum success or accomplishment of your goals, utterly, absolutely unacceptable. You won't muster enough force of will to get it fixed. When it's difficult and other people and circumstances conspire to slow you down and dissuade you, you'll be slowed and dissuaded. You had to be enraged, not just annoyed, terrified, not just worried, demanding, not just wishful. The point is successful people think in absolutes. They don't give themselves maybes. Point number two, while everyone can appreciate the value of what I shared in that point, there's a reason why many people actually don't apply it. It is because Many people don't want to be decisive. Many people don't want to cut off their other options. Many people want to leave themselves with options and end up doing none of the options just because they had options. Doing this means doing so, cutting, making decisions and cutting things off means you are committing to getting something done. And many people simply don't want the responsibility of getting things done because with that responsibility comes the expectation that you do it again. Point number three, the good news about living by absolutes is when you gave yourself no out clauses for getting something done, usually you get things done. It's a magical thing that happens on human beings. When we give ourselves no other options but to achieve something, usually we achieve it. And many people are afraid of even putting themselves in that place because they don't want to deal with the responsibility and the expectation, the attention that comes with being a high performer. They never put themselves in a position where they give themselves no other options. They live by maybes and possibilities and suggestions, and they end up doing nothing because the human brain does not respond to weak orders. It responds to demanding orders. It responds to strong energy. When you tell yourself you absolutely must do something, guess what happens? You usually end up doing it. And if you don't do that and you keep giving yourself these wishy-washy halfway suggestions and maybes about what you can do in life, you end up in the most viable real estate on the planet, which is the graveyard with all your values still in you that no one in the world ever gets to experience or benefit from. And then you got to deal with you know, whoever you see as your higher being. When you get there, you got to deal with them and they're going to question you and hold you accountable for the fact that they gave you all this value and they gave you all this potential and all this opportunity and you did absolutely nothing with it. You don't have to answer the man. You got to answer to that, whoever that being is for you. That's who you really want to have to answer to. And I doubt you want to have that conversation. So with all that said, text me, get my motivation text straight to your phone every single day. My number is 305-384-6894. And if you are serious about taking your business and your game to the next level, all right, financially, when it comes to your systems, when it comes to your processes, when it comes to just getting things done and giving yourselves absolutes and stop bullshitting around with suggestions, then go to workonyourgame.net and watch my free training. It's about 40 to 45 minutes long. Where I'm going to lay out for you five-step process to what I do to help business professionals, entrepreneurs like yourself, take your business to the next level, whether you're a five-figure person trying to get to six figures, you're six figures trying to get to seven figures. You got to put some processes in place to get that done. You cannot just hard work your way through this. All right, there's only a certain point you can get through just with hard work and talent. Go to workonyourgame.net. The training is completely free. And at the end of that training, there's going to be a link where I tell you, here's how you can schedule a call to talk with me and that we can talk about how we can actually apply this to your specific situation and business. And I have options for a bunch of you now. I even got more options than I had last week, as a matter of fact, as I'm recording this. So if you're hearing this episode, I have more options now than I had before. So even if you feel like Maybe you're not at a certain level yet and you might not be able to you know, get the kind of help that you need. I'm here to tell you that I can probably help you. So go to workingyourgame.net, Watch the free training. It's about 40, 45 minutes. At the end, there's going to be a link to schedule a call with me. Hit the button to schedule a call with me and we can talk about how I could possibly help you because I got new programs coming out to help people at different levels so I can serve more people who are in my audience, not just people who are at a certain position, but I can serve more of you with different programs that I have that I'm putting together as we speak. And by the time you hear this, those programs are already out, they're running, and there are people like you 
who I am helping right now. So if I'm the type of person who can help you get to the next level, and I think that I am, if you just listen to 40 minutes of this show, I believe I'm one of those people, then go to workonyourgame.net, watch that training right now, and I'll be talking to you soon. Work on your game. Dre, all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone, free of charge, 305-384-6894.